Welcome to the 321 Biz Development and 321 Sales Executive Podcast on iTunes. Uh, my name is Clarence Rick Napier, CEO, 321 Biz Dev LLC, located in Sacramento County, California. Today is Thursday, April 16th, 2020. 321 Biz Dev LLC brings a combination of sales system training, business development services, and website design to worldwide business owners of any size. Our business is people, our product is sales performance. We tell business owners exactly what they need to know and why they need to know it without any gimmicks or fluff. We know what the sales performance struggle is like because we were once there too. The 321 team can help business owners meet or exceed their revenue expectations. 321 is the company to call if you or your sales team want to master the following four main sales functions. Contacting, prospecting, appointment setting, and closing. 321 BizDev services are available worldwide where the English language is spoken. We can be reached toll-free in the U.S. and Canada at 833-321-3212 or internationally using WhatsApp at country code 1-415-515-6760. We have over 101 hours of business development content and interviews with business owners from around the world. Today's podcast episode is titled, Marketers, Consultants, and Business Developers, Which is Best for White Collar Small Business Owners? Hello to everybody. It is, uh, again, April 16th. We're now in like week three or four or, of COVID-19, um, panic and fear. And I just wanted to let small business owners know that uh, we will come out of this soon. Some small business owners can still be in business even right now. So I hope that uh, the majority of, of white collar small business owners have not shut down completely. There are ways to still be in business, even with the COVID-19 thing going on. So I just want to let you know that today's podcast episode will, will provide some clarity to this issue or these, these words that are used by a lot of companies uh, in North America and perhaps around the world. And these words or these titles that are used in the industry are called marketers, consultants, and business developers. And I just wanna let people know, um, yours truly is a Fortune 500 sales manager in Los, from Los Angeles. And I used to work as a club DJ in downtown San Francisco. So I, I love the experience that I had working in corporate America. And I really loved working as a club DJ right there on California Avenue, the same uh, street where the cable cars go up and down with that 37% incline from Powell Street up to Van Ness on California Avenue. So let's begin today's episode. And again, you know, there is so much confusion about in the, in the sales uh, growth industry, sales performance industry over these three titles, marketers, consultants, and business developers. And it confuses business owners 
who want to find ways to increase their, their clients, the number of clients that they have for their businesses. And so again, this podcast is to bring some clarity uh, to that subject. So if you're a small business owner and you're thinking, gosh, I need to grow my business. Should I use a marketer, a consultant or a business owner? So let's begin. So marketers, the definition of a marketer, and I'm going to make this real simple. When you when you hear the word marketer, think of someone or a company who promotes your business. These could be sign waivers. I know people have seen these people on a road and they're twirling these signs. Uh, so they're sign twirlers, not waivers. And they're twirling these signs uh, and they're, they're saying, you know, stop by this nail salon or stop by this restaurant or get your car washed at this particular car wash uh, company. Other forms of marketing are business postcards, uh, television ads, newspaper ads. How about door hangers? You know, if you know, if you've come home from work or for, for your business, or maybe you've you've come home from being out of town for a couple of days, and you see this door hanger, a lot of real estate agents uh, use door hangers, and other companies were using door hangers uh, too. Until you know, a lot of uh, local governments uh, prohibited marketers from putting door hangers on uh, doors. Not all, not all cities and locales, but some local governments have um, uh, created uh, penalties and fines for marketing companies using door hangers. How about paid telemarketers? And uh, this is, of course, you're at home having dinner. And your phone rings and uh, it's this person talking about this product or service. Now, I don't have a problem with the with the role of a paid telemarketer, but um, a lot of consumers who are at home, they don't like the fact that they're be, they're being called. And I can sort of un understand that. Like my company, we don't call people that they're in their homes. We are not considered a telemarketing company because we don't call consumers um, talking about whatever product that the, that, that company is, is selling. Um, how about door knockers? Now, these are real estate agents who do door knocking, or it could be a company that's selling roofing services or insulation services or uh, windows, window services, like to do a, a window install. How about social media? Now, social media in essence, is a marketing function. If you hire a company to post things on the social media platforms, that is a definition of a marketer. And uh, so I think I've uh, covered just about all of them. Now, the one that's out there that has always been out there since the 90s or the early 90s is website marketing. And that particular type of marketing is using you know uh, search engine optimization and having uh, your website appear at the top of the search engines and having these things called pay-per-clicks those are the definitions of of marketing so the, the marketer's job is to make the public aware of products and services often without guaranteeing the business owner any great result uh, marketers are not legally 
or ethically obligated to deliver specific results. That's not the job of the marketing company. So what I'm saying here, a marketing company, if used, they cannot be legally sued or uh, they can't be accused of being unethical. So I want to make that point clear because there there are a lot of marketing companies out there. So I'm, so this podcast episode is not to bash or throw shade on marketers. I'm just trying to give people a true definition of a marketer and what can small business owners expect. So marketers are not legally or ethically obligated to deliver specific results. Uh, their job, again, is to make the the consumer or the community aware of your product or service. Now, when I said they're not legally or ethically bound to deliver specific results, you know, if you're a small business owner, you may say, why? I paid them $1,000 or I paid them $5,000 or I had or I hired somebody to post something on Instagram or Facebook and I paid them $500 a month to post my um, you know, ad on Facebook or Instagram, or I paid this newspaper uh, you know, $2,500 to put my ad in their community newspaper, or I paid this television station you know, $5,000 to run my ad on TV, you know, three or four times, you know, maybe 10 times a day. Uh, and the result for, for this particular uh, situation that I'm talking about Maybe the small business owner didn't receive, they didn't receive any calls or maybe they didn't receive enough calls to make their money back on their investment or expense. And you will see why I use those two different words, expense versus investment. So businesses who pay traditional or digital marketing companies, you know, most are aware that there are no guarantees. And, uh, you know, so I've never seen a business owner get too upset. They paid $2,000 for some type of uh, marketing. And uh, they, if it was a television ad, well, they saw their, their ad on television. So they had maybe, you know, 100,000 other people. If the ad was in a newspaper, well, they purchased the next day's newspaper or maybe the next, you know, several weeks of uh, the newspaper and they saw their ad about their product or service in the newspaper. So many small business owners, when they pay for marketing services, you know, they're not, they're not, they're not upset. They just said, okay, well, nobody wanted it. But, you know, the marketing company uh, made off like a bandit. I'm not using that word to throw shade. I'm just using that word to say that since marketing companies are not obligated to deliver results, it's quite easy to be successful with a marketing company, if you own a marketing company, because uh, you know you actually do some work. You do some. You do work to uh, put the ad together. Maybe there's some graphic options. Maybe there's some some typesetting done. Maybe there's some video, you know, input or editing done. So the marketing company is doing work for the money that they are receiving. The only challenge is. The small business owner is not receiving uh, enough clients or sometimes no clients. See, white collar small business owners, when I say white collar, I'm talking about attorneys, CPAs, dentists, 
uh, plastic surgeons, insurance brokers, and real estate brokers. Okay, many of them feel that they have few options to promote their products or services. So they will pay marketing companies uh, for a while until months pass without any significant new business. So just imagine a, a CPA firm or a legal company, a legal, like a law practice will, will put up a billboard or they'll put some type of marketing uh, ad out there, some type of marketing campaign. And it may cost the law practice $1,500 a month times three months. Well, by the fourth month, if the law firm has not had any customers or if the law firm has not made enough customers to justify the marketing expense, then that law practice will, will tell the marketing company, hey, I tried it for three months and I didn't receive uh, any customers or I didn't receive enough customers or I didn't get uh, any phone traffic or, I did, or foot traffic. I didn't get any phone calls coming in. So I'm not going to continue with the marketing campaign. So that's uh, kind of like what happens. And again, there's, there's no fault of the marketing company. They didn't do anything wrong. It's just one of those things where, uh, and I'll tell you what happened. If you are one of those six industries I just mentioned, attorneys, CPAs, dental, uh, plastic surgery, insurance, or real estate, there are probably hundreds, if not thousands, of those industries in a community. So when a person sees a marketing campaign, like a, a potential customer, they're probably seeing marketing campaigns from all the competition. In fact, the only way I would say that a marketing campaign would work if, is if you're the only company that's marketing and everybody else, the other you know, 1,000 CPAs are not marketing. But that's typically not the case. Uh, a lot of uh, small white collar small business owners are marketing in a sense. And even if that white collar small business owner was the only company marketing, it doesn't necessarily mean that that marketing campaign will generate foot traffic or generate phone calls to the practice. There's something unique about white collar small business owners products and services. And when I mention white collar small business owners, I'm talking about products and services that may cost at least $1,000 or $5,000 or $25,000 or the commission that the white collar small business owner can make is $1,000 or, or higher. So there's a lot of there's there's a lot of there's a lot going on. I'm not going to edit this. So if I have some um, blips and blunders, I'm not going to edit it. I stopped editing my podcast episodes about two months ago because people were saying, "Rick, you sound like a robot," because I was editing editing the blips and blunders. So I'm not going to edit anything. I'm just going to let it roll. So um, you know, so it's kind of hit and miss, and it's mostly miss for white collar small business owners to use marketers to find new clients. Now, some businesses have little to no choice but to use marketing companies. And these companies include car dealerships, uh, roofers, plumbers, HVAC systems, and others. And the reasons why these companies have no choice 
is because like take roofing for instance no one is really looking to replace their roof until there's a reason to replace the roof and that's when uh, the roofing company the plumber the HVAC system or company they must be out there uh, on a regular basis letting the public know that uh, when it's time to get your roof replaced or if you have a plumbing issue um, if there's a, a heating or ventilation problem those companies must constantly or consistently uh, communicate with the public that their company is ready to go when it's needed same thing for car dealerships most people don't buy a car you know every day you know they buy a car maybe once every two to three years or maybe once every five to seven years so car companies car dealerships must constantly put on the TV or the radio or in print that they they are ready to sell that Honda or that or that BMW or that Toyota or that Mercedes-Benz on a regular basis so let's move on to consultants now consult consultants that's a that's a higher grade of 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 trying to find new clients uh, consultants are really the type of, of um, marketing you know component some use the word marketing there but I'm really talking about new client acquisition consultants typically work with businesses that have specific challenges and these challenges could include uh, upgrading technical infrastructure or installing more effective HR guidelines human resources guidelines or working with companies to improve ergonomics to improve productivity uh, to improve uh, factory worker motion you know there's a lot of companies and I studied this in college you know there's there are motion studies that that companies can receive from consultants to make sure that employees are not including any extra unnecessary steps now on the sales side consultants could be brought on to motivate employees to motivate sales teams that's why you have the Tony Robbins you have the uh, Gary Vernachucks or Gary B uh, you know people go to those seminars to be motivated to uh, hopefully improve productivity and you know mainly just improve productivity I'll just put it that way uh, companies like mine 321 BizDev LLC we are considered a consulting company in some respects because we help salespeople improve sales productivity and sales performance and uh, sales productivity is making sure that you always have enough you know contacts and prospects so that you can have enough potential clients uh, sales performance is defined as when you do have clients that meet with you at appointments that you have a high uh, likely likelihood that you're going to close so consultants have um, sort of a different role for some type of, of companies for companies like 321 BizDev LLC we are more focused on offering sales systems so a sales system would be a consulting function and that challenge experienced by white-collar small business owners could be such that the the client says or the you know the, the white-collar small business owner uh, 321 client could say you know we're not getting enough 
people in the door. We're not getting enough people to meet with. Our dental practice has not seen enough new patients. We have some patients, but we can't make money doing teeth cleanings and whitenings. We need more patients so that we can find the ones that need intermediate or complex dental treatment. Um, so consultants typically are companies, individuals primarily, who have specific skill sets and they have uh, years of experience in the industries that they support. Clients of consultants are making some money and are experiencing what I refer to as mid-range profitability, meaning they're making enough money, but you know, maybe they're 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 scrimping on, you know, trying to move, trying to get ahead, trying to go to the next level, and you know, maybe their phones aren't ringing enough, but they have enough business just to pay the bills, and the owner can put five to seven thousand dollars in his or her bank account every month as the owner, but the owner would like to put maybe ten to twelve thousand dollars in his or her bank account. Uh, these clients envision higher profitability if an area or a few areas can be improved. Maybe the fix is training the phone reps to ask different questions or better questions to convert prospective customers to clients. Or maybe the law firm spends too much time assembling and preparing legal documents for court. So the consulting firm offers solutions to the law firm to make document preparation less cumbersome. For companies using consultants, the goal is to improve the return on investment. No company should consider hiring a consulting firm if the ROI, return on investment, is not likely to increase. Please don't hire a consulting firm if the likelihood is that the ROI will get worse. That's not the goal to hire a consulting firm. So, so the, the white collar small business owner has to be careful. There must be a clear method to improve ROI or don't hire that consulting firm. Uh, one of the dangers of hiring a consulting firm is especially on the sales side is can the consulting firm demonstrate live and what they're you know they're bringing to to the company and I've seen this a lot especially on the sales side a consulting firm will come in and say we can help your sales team improve sales uh, productivity and sales performance so they'll meet with the sales team for three to three days five days um, sometimes it's online sometimes they're meeting with the sales team on the weekend for about 16 hours so the sales consulting firm will provide a lot of information, do a lot of talking. And um, so when the sales consulting team leaves, the sales team at that company can't execute successfully what they've been taught. So I always tell white collar small business owners when they are considering hiring a consulting firm, Ask the consulting firm, can they demonstrate what their what their teaching works? So I always say, you know, sales consulting firm, you know, if you're going to work with a, a white collar small business owner to improve their sales, spend some time doing it. Spend some time on the phones. If if the work is a phone type 
a, a sales assistant. Show the reps that you can do it if you are a sales consultant. Because at 321 BizDev LLC, we can show that we can do it. Because that's our background. Okay. So I just wanted to add that component to the consulting part. Now, business development companies, the definition of business development is performing sales functions on behalf of companies. Developing a pipeline is the overall function of a business development company. For white collar small business owners not familiar with this word, it's, it's called pipeline. A pipeline serves as the conduit to identify potential prospects and move these potential prospects through a sales system to convert prospects into clients. Now, um, a sales system is very important and I will explain a, a little about that uh, within the next few minutes. So developing a pipeline has four activities and these four activities are included in a sales system. Most sales systems should have these activities that must be mastered in order for the, the, the white collar small business owners uh, sales function to improve. And these four sales activities include contacting, prospecting, appointment setting and closing. And these are the, the four sales functions or the sales activities that are necessary. So each activity, again, contacting, prospecting, appointment setting and closing is skill based. Please do not underestimate that these four sales functions or activities must be skill based. They are not casual uh, activities, meaning, uh, you know, someone, you know, can't say, oh, I already know how to contact people. Well, I already know how to prospect people. I already know how to contact people. And the one that we hear most at 321 BizDev LLC, I already know how to close. I'm, t I'm telling you, white collar, small business owners, each of those four functions I just mentioned, contacting, prospecting, appointment setting, and closing, each one of these activities require skill. So if a contact does not become an immediate client, see the contact still has value for referrals and or future business. So the skilled part of contacting must include the, a, a possibility or a probability that even though that contact may not become a client today, that in the future, this contact could be a source for referrals or a, or a future business client. So again, contacting is a skill based activity. Okay. And for that, for the pipeline, the value is in every step of that pipeline up to the closing function. Okay. So the business development company only gets paid if prospects are converted to clients. Now that's a huge difference between the marketing or the marketer and the, and the consultant for business development companies. I will repeat it. The business development company only gets paid if the prospect becomes a client. That's huge. So what, what does that mean? That means that the 
white collar small business owner is not going to lose money. The white collar small business owner is not going to pay $5,000 to the marketer and not have any clients or not enough clients to justify the, the, um, the expense. The white collar small business owner is not going to pay a consultant to train the agents. And then when that consultant leaves and goes back to Salt Lake City, the sales reps say, uh, uh, owner of the company, I'm still not, not comfortable or confident in executing what I learned over the last two days. I'm not sure I can do it. So the white collar small business owner is saying, well, uh, so the white collar small business owner calls the consulting firm and says, hey, my agents are not able to, they don't feel comfortable doing it. So the consulting firm says, well, all they have to do is go online and, and look at the videos or look at the notes that we gave them. Look at the, the, the training material that we left that you paid for white collar small business owner, you may have paid $25,000, $35,000 for access to videos or access to uh, training manuals. And the consulting firm says to the white collar small business owner, that's all you need to do, white collar small business owner. Just go over the information that we left for your company. Now, see, here's, a, here's a, the, the, the hidden thing about sales and using consulting firms that come in and just teach uh, and tell and direct uh, sales reps what, what, what they need to do. Okay, it takes 1,000 to 1,600 hours for a person who, who has had very little to no sales experience to become proficient. So again, 1,000 to 1,600 hours, that's six to nine months of consistent and repeated sales engagement. You see what happens when a sales rep has some failure or they experience some rejection initially within, you know, executing, you know, sales activities, they quit. So most uh, <clears throat> people with, that have no sales experience and all they have is a manual, they have a video, they're gonna quit and that's what happens and most of like insurance companies and real estate companies, they quit because the rejection is so strong that they can't overcome that uh, rejection phase, even though it's something that, you know, if they keep doing it, they probably can overcome that rejection phase phase and turn and turn that rejection into closes. Uh, a lot of people's mental uh, state can't handle that. And that's the reason why the business development company that we started, we understand that. And that's the reason why we um, determined that it will be easy for us to come in and this and this talk with a, a white collar, small business owner, uh, like a CPA firm with the staff or, or work with the CPA and say, CPA, now that you know what you need to do, go out and do it. We know that that has very little to no chance of succeeding. That CPA, that attorney, that uh, dental uh, provider or and staff, that medical doctor, that plastic surgeon and staff, that insurance broker or agents, that real estate broker and agents, they won't do it because it takes time to develop that, uh, that, that fortitude, I call it, or that um, 
what it is, it's 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 using what we call at 321BizDev, visible, logical, and repeatable system. So the key word is repeatable. So you must have some type of sales system that brings a success more and more as that sales system is repeated, as that sales activity and routine is repeated. It begins to give the salesperson more confidence. So in essence, it's called a learning curve and everyone sort of understands what a learning curve is. So since the business development company cannot formally close prospects and I'm, the, the prospects I'm talking about are legal prospects, accounting prospects, dental, medical, insurance or real estate prospects, because closing the prospect means that the that uh, like, for instance, three, two, one, we don't have a legal, we don't have a law degree. We don't have a CPA degree. We don't understand the ins and outs of, of accounting. We don't understand how to repair people's teeth or to install a, a, an orthodontic appliance like Invisalign or braces in, in people's mouths. We don't have certification to perform a tummy tuck or a breast implant. We not, we're not licensed to talk about insurance benefits and features. We're not licensed to talk about the real estate uh, you know, rules and regulations. So what I'm saying here is that the business development company must train the white collar small business owner on how to use a sales system, how to use the 321 sales system so that when we transition um, a contact who became a prospect, who became someone who accepted the appointment, we must train the white collar small business owner or staff on how to close, on how to and how to close using a sales system that sales system that is visible, logical, and repeatable. So by definition, I've been talking about sales systems, so let me talk about the sales system. By definition, a sales system has continuity from the contacting phase to the prospecting phase to the appointment setting phase and to the closing phase. To ensure this continuity, the business owner or his or her representative must be trained to ensure this continuity. I just said the word ensure or words ensure continuity twice. That's how important it is. Continuity in a practical example would be a person running in a relay, like let's say an 880, four times around the track. Each person is responsible for running one lap around the track. So just imagine, the third person, the third leg of the relay gets the baton and the third person is running, finishing his or her uh, lap around the track and he's or he or she is about to hand the baton to the fourth person. In this case, it would be the business owner or the, or the representative of the business owner who is responsible for closing. And that third person hands the baton off and because the handoff has never been practiced the third person makes a mistake and incorrectly or unsuccessfully hands the baton off to the fourth person the fourth person never gets the baton in time or gets the baton handed cleanly to this fourth person 
and the fourth, the fourth person drops the baton, losing valuable seconds. And these valuable seconds could mean that the, uh, the race is lost. Okay, so the primary challenge, the primary challenge is white collar small business owners, they don't have a sales system. And not using a sales system is the root cause for most business poor performance. See, when white collar small business owners do not use a sales system, I want to make this part clear. Some white collar small business owners say, well, I don't need a sales system. Well, guess what? White collar small business owners are still paying a cost. See, white collar small business owners will pay a cost uh, for not adding revenue uh, to their businesses. So they may say, well, I don't need a sales system. Well, guess what? If you're not making the revenue because you're not using a sales system, many white collar small business owners are still paying the cost. See, the interesting thing is white collar small business owner uh, client acquisition costs will either be an expense or an investment. The, the cost is an expense when the business development plan fails or, or none exists. It's an, it's an investment when the business development plan succeeds. But again, there will always be a cost. The cost will either be an expense because there's not a good sales system or it will be an investment when the white collar small business owner does add new clients. So business development services are not for every business owner. Business development services are not for business owners selling low price items. Business development services are best suited for industries where prices start at $1,000 and higher or the commissions that white collar small business owners receive. Now, mainly talking about uh, insurance brokers and agents or real estate brokers and agents when those commissions are $1,000 or higher. High price items allow small business owners to pay business development companies monthly set fees to bring potential new business to companies. I hope this segment helps white collar small business owners understand the differences in various methods to add new clients. If you are a white collar small business owner and this podcast episode addresses a concern or situation that you're going through right now, please do not hesitate to call me at 833-321-3212 or internationally using WhatsApp at country code one 415-515-6760 to see if 321BizDev LLC can help you find a winning solution. We recommend small business owners looking for solutions. Visit our website at 321BizDev.com slash services to complete a questionnaire or survey to begin the consultative process. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. Make it a great day.